guys and girls and everybody. This is Lissa Mandel from the Bitch Seat Podcast. As some of you may know, we are a part of the Atlantic Transmission Network, which is a network that puts out all kinds of great podcasts. A great way to support our show and our sister shows is to visit theatlantictransmission.com and click on the Amazon link at the top of the homepage. It's all the same great Amazon stuff at the same great price, but we get a small piece for sending you there. So if you want to keep shows like The Bitch Seat going, keep us happy, then, uh, you know, throw in your pennies. You don't even have to pay anything extra. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Miss Lissa Mandel. Hello, hello, everybody whom I love, who are all so very far away. I'm not going to harass you too much about it, but if you do feel like coming forward, that would be awesome. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So um, it gets dark early now. Uh, the crowd is small but mighty. I am totally fine with that. All of the people in the house are very fine people, and I love you. Um, no spilling drinks just yet, Cassie. I okay. Uh, so the bitch seat, uh, as you already know, is a show in which grownups um, talk about and share things from their youth that were maybe a little bit embarrassing to them, uh, thereby hopefully working through some shit and feeling better about it on the other side, uh, which I know has helped me certainly a whole lot. So. Uh, on tonight's show, we have some incredible guests, like a really nice variety of voices on this show, which I'm super excited about. And um, the theme for this month is confessions. Now, I don't mean like the whole show is a confession, essentially. Right. But I mean, confessions that you made while you were young, either to a friend or to your parents or to the authorities. And what came up with from that? So, um, Let's begin with a picture that I have uh, of myself from second grade, I think. Um, no. Uh, confession, I thought that I was fat at that time. Yeah, I know. America it really fucks you up. Um, secondly, you, we can see the next picture. This is from my Ramona Quimby diary. And um, it says, the secret I don't want anyone to know about is... And then I promptly scribbled it all the way out. Uh, but, but in the spirit of actually sharing confessions, because that's what this is about, and I'm not going to cheat on my own show, uh, I, I know what I wrote there, which was that um, when I was younger, in like kindergarten, first grade, I used to wet my pants a couple of times. And the reason for that is that I was such a good student that I was too nervous to raise my hand and disrupt the class to go to the bathroom. Got over that real fast. Don't worry about it. I pretty much spent all of my senior year of high school skipping class to go hang out on the couch of the guidance counselor. Yes. Um, and I think I have one more photo up there, if you could show this. So this is just another thing from the from the Ramona Quimby uh, thing. That's not really a confession, but I thought it was kind of funny. This is a list of things that make me happy. Check the ones that are true for you and then add your own. So I checked my friends, my pet, my family, my toys, a good dinner, dessert, movies, television. I did not check off learning new things. And I added presents. And I still like presents. Uh so, uh, I'm going to begin with a little bit of a, a, a diary entry, per usual. Um, this is from Satin 2. 
the sequel to Satin One. And um, so most of my confessions to real live people. Um, hi, Tim. I love you. Hi. Um, most of my confessions were telling boys that I liked them. And I was never, uh, never, never, never were they received well. Uh, and I did it over and over and over again, starting when I was um, four or five. This is one of my earliest memories. I was sitting in temple and uh, on Shabbat. And uh, Andrew Goodman, who was like in my nursery school class or whatever, was sitting behind me. And I got up on my knees and turned around and faced him. And I said, I love you. And he goes, For the listeners of this podcast, he waved me away, squishing his face up as if I had just given him a sour warhead. Um, and uh, But that didn't stop me from telling lots and lots and lots of other boys that I love them too, even though they never returned it. So here is one of those times. This is from uh, June 23rd, 1996. I was in seventh grade. Dear Satin 2, so school is over, gone. And I am not sad, at least not about the obvious things. No, I'm not sad about leaving the teachers or the classmates, not sad about leaving the classrooms on the second and third floors, but I am sad about Jim. And I haven't told you about him yet. Oh, a diary, by the way, is obviously full of confessions. That's what the whole life is. I haven't told you about him yet, so I will now. On one of the nights of the second to last week of school, I had this dream. There was a party, and it was in my house. I was in my kitchen, and I was dancing with Jim Rooney. Who, you ask? He is, he is in eighth grade. Well, a freshman now. <clears throat> Barbershop quartet. Those are the only ways I knew him. Mrs. Walner, who was the choir teacher, was always talking about these few guys. Uh, Will Aronson, Nate Boone Adcock, Sasha Melman, and of course, Jim Rooney. Well, I had no clue why I'd had this dream, but I had it for a reason. No matter how hard I try to forget about it, it was unforgettable. It kept sneaking back into my mind. I never saw Jim in the halls, so I was very excited when the chorus concert rolled around on Tuesday of, the la- of last week. Uh, I scrambled to the back of the auditorium to see the 815 show. I didn't get a great view from there, but I knew which one he was, and I stared. My heart was aching because this guy didn't even know who I was. How could he? I knew him from Mrs. Walner bragging about how good he was, but he didn't know me from a hole in the wall. That's a phrase I learned from my mom. She used it a lot. How could I get him to notice me? There were only three days left. Then I wouldn't see him until my freshman year, which was a year and two summers away. I slept on it. And as I slept, I had another dream about him. A dream that he was one of the Beatles. Uh, I think the dream was trying to tell me, give up, he is out of your league. But no, no chance. I was not giving up now. The next morning, Wednesday, I discovered that Keynotes, which is uh, one of the select choirs, would be singing at uh, one of the other schools that day. I wrote a note to Jim saying about my dreams and how I liked him. With a trembling hand, I gave it to Maggie to give it to him on the trip. Please, I said quietly, he needs to get it, and you're the only one I know who has the connection. (laughs) So I saw her off at the end of third period, and she returned at the end of lunch. I was incredibly nervous and afraid. Keynotes came crowding down the hall. I glanced at Jim when he came by. He didn't even look at me. Then I caught Maggie. Well, I asked meekly. I didn't do it. I'm sorry, she said, handing the note back to me. She had been afraid of giving a note to a person she didn't even like, but I was more disappointed than angry. Now, how would I get the note to him? I dragged myself into Spanish class. I'm really sorry that I didn't give the note to Jim, Maggie reiterated politely. Uh... 
Jim Rooney, asked Becca. I see Jim's seventh period. I'll give it to him. I trusted Becca, and so I gave the note. I mean, how many of you have had this situation back in the day, right? I waited impatiently until homeroom at the end of the day. When Becca came in, I rushed over to her. Hi, I greeted. How did it go? Well, I gave it to him. And the response? He made a weird face as he read it, she replied. I didn't know if that was good or bad. That afternoon, I was depressed. It hadn't been enough. A letter was nothing without a reply. The next day was Thursday, the second to last day of school. We received our yearbooks in homeroom before period one. The student body scrambled to period one and then to period two, signing them and getting them signed. I knew I had no chance at getting Jim to sign mine. He didn't even know me. Well, he did a little now. (laughs) After second period, Jim, I pushed out of the locker room door with Alice and Abby and Catherine. Jim was right there signing a yearbook. The first thought that came to mind was, go get him to sign it. I, I couldn't bring myself to do it. But I, know, but I know someone brave enough who could. Hey, Catherine! <laughs> I nudged her shoulder. There's Jim in the green t-shirt. Could you get him to sign it, please? I asked pleadingly. This was the right time to do it, if, if it were to be done at all. Ca- Catherine must have known how I felt. So she took my yearbook. Okay. I grabbed Abby's arm and shot out of there. We took a long cut around the school to third period. When I stepped into Mr. Cohen's room, my study hall, I found people milling around signing yearbooks. Catherine was perched on a desk. My yearbook awaited me. I nervously stepped up to Cat. He signed. She grinned hugely. He did? Really? Where? She pointed, and I read the words hungrily. This is what they said. Hey, Lissa. Liked your letter. Don't stop being cool. Jim Rooney. I went berserk. You should have seen me. I was in seventh heaven, cloud nine, maybe even cloud ten. In other words, I was absolutely ecstatic. But the mood lasted only until the end of the day. When I got home and had time and peace to think, I realized I was not satisfied. There was more to get to know Jim, and I was going to do it. The countdown was one day. (laughs) And so on that last day, Friday, June 22nd, 1996, I came to school with another note. It thanked him for signing my yearbook <laughs> and also said how much I'd miss him when he was in high school and I was still in Adams. I had no plan of action. There was to be a talent show for Team 8-1 starting second period in the cafeteria. I had study hall first period in the calf. When the bell rang, I pushed my way into the hall. Team 8-1 was literally flooding in the other direction, or maybe it was the entire eighth grade. I saw Jim coming. There was no time to decide, but I, I knew what I had to do. I took a breath and a gulp before I tapped him on the shoulder. I slipped the note into his hand and heard him utter, thanks, before we were both swallowed into the crowd. I proudly marched to third period, art. I stated to Allison and Kat what I had done, and they applauded me. For the rest of that day, people chatted and signed, signed and chatted. I was not at peace. The, the, uh, <laughs> the peak of my discontentment was seventh period. The entire period was pacing, 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 and getting a few words of advice from Chelsea. Be brave, she told me over and over. Go up to him. Talk with him face to face. It helps. Somehow Chelsea's words of wisdom answered my problems. I had to do that. It was the only way. I waited until the end of the day when I rushed out into the hall and started asking people, what bus is Anna on? She was on the same bus as Jim. Bus three, someone said. First wave. First wave. I rushed down the hall, down to the bus platform, praying to God that bus three hadn't left yet. It was there already, and Jim was climbing on. No! <laughs> Colleen came up to me. What's wrong? Jim, I stuttered. I told her I liked him. 
She went on the bus and came back off. The bus was emptying out. What happened, I asked. I told Jim, Lisa Mandel likes you, and he just nodded. But my bus will be here for a while. I sighed in relief and thanked Colleen. Then I stood, on the, I stood on the ledge. I saw across the bus platform, Jim was talking to someone. I didn't know who until she turned around. It was Anna. She smiled at me and gestured for me to come. I shook my head. She came over. I hopped off the wall. Come on, Jim wants to talk to you. I was resistant from worry, but I followed Anna. Nevertheless, Jim was standing with, with Osamu Kaneku and Anna, and was, uh, Anna was going out with, Hi, uh, said Jim. Hi, I replied. It was awkward. I looked up at him, so, so tall. I had never seen him this quiet. Osamu talked to me, though. Hey, you're Lisa Mandel. You're an NJHS. That's the National Junior Honor Society. Duh. I smiled with relief and also happiness that at least somebody knew who I was. Well, come on, Jim. Talk, Osamu said. I said hi, Jim said. He actually looked nervous. Didn't I? He smiled at me, then did something that was between shaking my hand and slapping me five. Our hands slid together but didn't grasp. I shivered excitedly. Then Anna turned around. Oh, we gotta go. Our bus is leaving. I looked one last time at Jim, then followed Anna back to the other side of the bus platform. Now I was really glowing. My hand. I looked at it wondrously. I told all my friends what had just happened, tripping over my own words. I was so filled with relief and joy and contentment. I knew I had connections with Jim through Anna, through Colleen, even through Abby, because David, uh, because David Oshana was her neighbor and good friends with Jim. That night, I had a lengthy phone conversation with Abby, and David was sleeping over Grant's. He had a few choice words about this thing between Jim and me, but I wouldn't let pesky David ruin this wonderful mood. I didn't say anything mean to him because I knew he could help me. Sorry, I'm almost done. This is a long one. <laughs> Yesterday was another day to think. I went to Andrew Goodman. Oh, my God. Andrew Goodman is the guy when I was five who I told I loved him. I went to Andrew Goodman's bar mitzvah, <laughs> which was cool. I went swimming for the first time this summer. This is going to be a long summer, and eighth grade will be a long school year, but I have time to relax, so I'm not going to worry. Camp is in seven days. I'll write soon. Bye. Love, LMM. P.S. I already miss Jim, but not terribly, because now I'm filled with the confidence and relief that he knows who I am and accepts me that way. I'll, f I'll find ways to keep in touch with him. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry, that was longer than I anticipated, but, you know, I had to get it all out. I had to get it all out. So now, without further ado, um, I would like to introduce somebody who um, is way more um, talkative to me and accepting of me as a person than Jim Rooney was, and his name is Phil. Yeah. Hi, Phil. Hi. Hold on, hold on. I have to give you a hug. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that was the most action-packed journal entry I've ever heard you read. There was a lot. There was a lot that going was, on. There's I a lot going on. Loved that you deserve so much credit because as a teenager you had no fear telling people you liked them. I mean, albeit through notes, but I could not do that. <laughs> yeah, why not? Because I was afraid of rejection so badly. I used to, I, I was very embarrassed as a kid for feeling things, um, especially especially in the point of fifth and sixth grade when I had a crush on Laura Lobey, who was my. Uh, Bay. No, uh, failed Bay. Uh, <laughs> I really liked her, and that was a time when girls were still weird to boys, and boys and girls were all weird. And so, like, I would tell somebody, and then they would announce it loudly, and then I would punch that person, and everybody <laughs> would chant, Phil likes Laura. Phil, I'm like, ah, ah, and I'd run away. And I'm like, that was 
that was the extent of that. But then when we got into middle school, all I would do is just crush on people silently and then tell them, tell other people. I would never tell them. And then like freshman year had this, there was like a like triangle between me and <laughs> me, my, my, my friend at the time, Ed, and my, this girl I really, I really liked called Jamie. Uh, we did a show together and we know how that goes. Yeah. Uh, she, she chose him because I didn't really do anything. Cause all I, all I was really good for is just doing my best Morrissey impression without knowing Morrissey. And, <laughs> and so like, it was just, we were very close as friends. And she, one day she like on the phone, like she said, I love you. And I was like, Oh my God. And on my radio, uh, um, time after time was playing yes. while she said this. Oh, that's cosmic. <laughs> right. Yes. And so I was like, I love you too, but it meant different than the love that she meant. Um, and I think she knew that. And then we, she, we kind of withdrew from each other until I think for like about a year after we were doing another musical together. And she was like, yeah, she confronted me because I was acting weird. And I finally was able to confess to her, you know, how I felt and, you know, all this, you know, basically the, the, the whole thing, everything. And um, I knew that it was going to come up. I was going to come up empty. Like I wasn't, there was nothing between us because she was dating a guy who she would later marry. And you could kind of tell at that time, like, but it was fine because like, it wasn't, it wasn't Eki who was this kid who would play Dave Matthews band songs, who she did date after Ed. Uh, fuck that guy. I mean, I have, I harbor no ill will against him, but fuck that guy. So yeah, that was my confession was that I was able to, I had a female friend at the time that I was able to confess to to her face, but it took me a very long time to get to that but point. But you got there. Yeah, and, but then immediately afterwards went back to my normal behavioral patterns. Yeah, rejection so, is scary. It really is. I, I, I wouldn't consider Why myself brave. I would consider myself... Um, right. Well, I know. We, we, chose, we chose the road of rejections more than any other road that there is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, passing notes to people via other people via other people... Not very brave. Not very brave. I was just a stubborn romantic. But at least you were being romantic. And at least you were putting that affection into words or in a a medium that was meant only for someone. As opposed to uh, playing telephone. And look what good it did me. Yeah, look what good it did you. (laughs) Our first conversation after we'd realized that we were uh, attracted to each other was on AIM. And we were in our 20s. It wasn't AIM. It was, it was Google Chat. Oh. Oh, God damn it. And you I... said, and you said, and I quote, I think we can help each other out. Yeah, yeah, I did. But, okay. I, all right, fine. I misspoke. I misspoke because I had this chat client called Adium that sort of takes all of your chat. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't things, have to talk about it. Puts Adium. it into one per- Anyway, I thought I was on AIM and I thought that this was going to be fun. But no, you know what? Thanks. Can you show a picture of yes. me when I was when I like Laura LeBay? Okay. Oh, are you wearing a? Like I am a pirate hat. I'm no. I'm wearing a colonial hat. <laughs> we were in, we were in Colonial Williamsburg, uh, Virginia, um, and, and a fanny pack and a fanny pack. You know what? I had an easier time storing things when I had a fanny Listen, pack. Listen, fanny packs are really important so that you don't have back problems. That's exactly. all I'll say. Amen. Exactly. Amen. And all now you know. And now I don't, my jackets all have droopy pockets because I just store them. I use my jackets for what they're for. 
So just using fanny packs. He's got a lot of jackets. I got a lot. Of, I'm nothing if not comprised of jackets. Guys, anyway, for yeah, um, for those of you who don't know, we're moving to L.A. in January. I have to say and, a lot of goodbyes to and, my jackets. Uh, I mean, we're 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 going to L.A. in January. We're not moving there. We're going there for a, an adventure, and um, we're going to be Facebook living all we the way keep there. Stepping this uh, back. No, by we're the way. stepping it back. <laughs> Because we give, I'm moving to LA. I'm but you're gonna out of see here. all of we those gotta, jackets. But then now it's like, well, we're going for a month, uh, three months. We're going for an adventure. So but an I'm adventure to, has no end time. Whatever. I'm have to, we fine. have to look. Look. Let's get started with this. Oh Jesus! Yes, because yeah. I, I'm wearing My Little Pony leggings. And They're wonderful. Thank you. And I'm wearing a pin that says "Still Alive," because when people ask me how I'm doing, that's my response. And um. And uh, our first guest has to get the fuck out of here because he's in another show. So we got to roll it along. This okay. guy. Okay. This guy. I met him at an open mic. Um, it was like my first open mic that I had ever done. And he complimented my set afterward, which like is the reason why I kept doing stand up. So he is all over the fucking place. He's so fucking funny. Um, he's, he's got it. He's hosting a show December 15th at the Village Lantern. Give it up for Usama Sadiqi. What's up? Welcome. What's going on? Oh my God. Hello. Yeah. I was uh, just lying about that when I complimented you. But uh, get anyway. off my stage. Anyway. Get <laughs> off my stage. <laughs> what a story! Oh my God, that that story was gripping. I mean, May were just. Oh, thank oh my you. God. Gripping. Good. I'm so, glad. I'm oh glad. So, so you've got a story, and yeah. actually, it's great. It's great because your confession, like ties in with this whole, whole thing right with oh, the whole yeah. thing so let's uh let's see your artifact here let's see your artifact okay so right here. uh should i say this confession first no okay we're oh, gonna see the artifact and we gotta oh see. no no oh no i made a mistake because i got the wrong running order you can move past <gasps> may and uh Spoilers! don't cl- everybody close your everybody eyes close your eyes i can do may. close your eyes close your eyes i can do okay <laughs> oh shit all right okay so here on the right hey. is usama yes very adorable so Let's this one's called uh, Bros with No Hose. <laughs> it's a little brother, and uh, out of frame was every girl that didn't hang out with us. <laughs> All in one giant clump. <laughs> the collective womanhood. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's, uh, it's, yes, fantastic. So that was so, me. Oh, my God. Oof. Uh, yeah. No, it's great. Bring me back. Uh, <laughs> and this is my artifact right here. Now tell us, tell us why this is your artifact, um, Usama. I didn't, I didn't masturbate. Uh, until freshman year in college. First time I ever masturbated. And it was on this tissue that I masturbated on. <laughs> pass it around, pass it around. No, it's art- no. Traveling artifact. Everybody have a look. It's good for your skin. So, okay. So, you didn't masturbate until college because why? Uh, very Muslim household. So, I, 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 all I had was Muslim friends. You grew so, up where? Uh, in Dallas, Texas. So, a Muslim in Texas. Yikes. Right. Uh, and uh, my parents were very Muslim, and I just never had... All my friends were Muslim, so we had a very insular life where we never had an exchange of ideas. So I never thought about sex. I was very asexual, uh, and I just didn't jack off. Do you have any crushes? I, I had crushes, but uh, I didn't jack off. Wait, so, but, like, but, 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 like, you didn't have the that? urge ever? So You, you were so very I, asexual. You, Are you still you, asexual? No, 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 no. Oh, uh, your boy fucks. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Your boys, your boys, making up for lost time. Okay, <laughs> all right, good work. Uh, no, so like, uh, I did. I, I was very like, I had crushes and stuff, but a lot of crushes. But I never knew that you could jack off or any sort of sexual nature. I didn't know what sex was. I thought everyone had a penis until like eighth grade. I thought, 
I just didn't Wait, know. Really? Yes. So was there no? Why did you sex- say that? Like that was an amazing. <laughs> because I don't know. Because like even though like I never had the talk with my parents, but we did have like the the time in fifth grade where the girls watched this video and the boys watched this right. video and we kind of learned that we had to learn about it. I will. I watched the video, but I remember not learning anything from the video. <laughs> I'm like, there's a lot of diagrams here, but I'm, I'm not getting this. <laughs> and so I, I just didn't know. I, I didn't really think about it. I never really explored it. I was just, I, I just knew I was horny sometimes and then it'd go away. Uh, I would have, um, so I, I did this thing that I can't, I can't explain, but now looking back, it was probably because I never jacked off. I would do this thing uh, where I, I can't, where I would like wait till my, all my parents were asleep, right? Whole house. And I'd walk out uh, into this uh, cul-de-sac naked. What? I just walk out naked. Of the, it was just it was just an impulse I had. I, I couldn't explain. It. I didn't know what jacking off was, so I just go out naked, right? Outside with a boner. Well, it was three a.m. Uh, the boner would come, uh, and then <laughs> because of the stray breezes, right? So like the breezes would come and like tickle my dick, and I remember th- I would just go out to feel that, right? And I remember thinking, I remember thinking, like there's got to be a better way. <laughs> there, I'm, I'm, there's got to be a way. <laughs> To, to, to harness this energy to do it sort of like a wind tunnel. Maybe I was like, <laughs> and I remember thinking that and like just being on the pulse of it, but not knowing. The, the, not knowing that you could use that your you hands. <laughs> For real, this, this is all true. This is completely true. And I, I would just wait and I'd feel that and I'd go home and I'd fall asleep and I'd have a wet dream every two days. Did you ever get caught in the middle of the cul-de-sac naked with a boner? Uh, no, no. <laughs> wow. One guy did open a door and then closed it right after that. <laughs> You're very like, okay. Okay. And that's the neighborhood going to shit. So. I was the worst brown stereotype for some guy. All these brown guys just walking out naked. That's dangerous for you. What? It's just dangerous to, I mean, it's, I mean, it's dangerous to be a brown guy anyway, okay. but to be a brown yeah. guy in Texas in the middle of the yes. night naked in the street. Yeah. It's a boner. Oh my God. I'm so glad you're still here. I mean, it, it was, it, it, I had a very nice neighborhood. They understood. You know, they, <laughs> Is there a lot of naked wandering? The, the Muslims do that sometimes. They just, they just get very Muslim-y. <laughs> No, but I, I just said no. And so I, I would always just do that. It was just very much like a routine that I had every couple of days. And, and then you had a lot of wet dreams. Yes, a lot of wet dreams. Cause I just said, uh, that, it's like a weird thing because the, the gist would come out somehow. Right, right. But it, it would come out, like, you know, if you, if you had a wet dream, it's like a sexy dream, yeah. right? So I just, I just dream about a kite and then I'd wake up in my own gun. <laughs> Because the cum needed to come out, it's right? Because, so. It's because of the wind connection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Freedom. Oh, God. But tethered still. Oh, my God. Wow. I don't, I, I don't want to figure anything out right now. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you'll say something and I'll be like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So so then you get to college. Your freshman yes. year. Where did you, yes. you go to college? Uh, UT Dallas. Okay. And I assume you have a roommate. You're in a dorm. Yes. And so the first time that you masturbate, you have to share the story. Okay. So... My friend, uh, Praju, who has been masturbating for a long time, (laughs) and he was, he was (laughs) been in the game about 18 years, I think. (laughs) So I I was, um, uh, he taught, I was like, yeah, uh, I I don't ever watch porn. I told him that because I I thought porn was a sin. Uh, You shouldn't watch it. So I would never, uh, uh, just, just porn was not in my life. And so he was like, dude, you ever watch porn, dude? And he's like, you, what, you, you jack off, right? What do you jack off to? I'm like, what do you mean jacking off? I, 
I thought jacking off before was like a guy who was just like a stupid dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, stop jacking off over there. Like, <laughs> like a dude who was just like being a shitty, hey, shitty guy. Hey, fucking jack off, get out of here. I was like, so, uh, and then he told me, he told me what jacking off was and I didn't believe him. <laughs> I was like, wait, you just rub your dick back and forth and white expectorate comes out. Like, I don't... Like, but, okay, but but like when you had been having the wet dreams, like you woke up to the jizz. Right. What did you think that was? Right, but I, I didn't know you could harness it or, or call oh. it forth. Oh. You know? <laughs> I don't know you could call forth the jizz. <laughs> I don't know but you could harness that power again. Yes, yeah, that yeah. Was very, <laughs> very powerful. Amazing. Yeah. So, so, I, so yeah, yeah, after your first time. Right. How frequently was were you like just a beast unchained? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so like uh, that day, he told me about this, and I was like, <laughs> and then I went home, and it was you know I was like, all right, let's let's do this, and so, and so I I went home, and it was like two a.m. right, and I didn't know any porn sites right, so I was like, how do I get from this browser to porn right? So I just typed, <laughs> I just typed in like butt.com, right? It's like. <laughs> No inspiration. I was like, I guess this will do the trick, right? Just butts.com. And then the uh, website didn't disappoint, right? I'm down the video. I click, uh, I don't know, busty black broad gets uh, pummeled by a huge clock or something. And I, 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 it's a very skeptical, skeptical. I remember having a very skeptical jack off. Like, fucking, okay, no, jeez. Huh? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then from then on, it's been one long uh, orgasm since then. Oh, <laughs> my one, God. constant orgasm. That yeah. is amazing. I that regret is... not waiting. <laughs> yeah, so from then on, did you just do it like every day, multiple uh, times a day? I, I still had the Muslim thing, so I would still... The very, guilt. Very much so. I, I would make um, jack off... Like uh, uh, parlays, like that, uh, God, if you give me an A on this humanities test, I won't jack off for two weeks, right? Oh, uh, but then I'd get the A, and then two days later, I'd be like, I'll make it up too. I promise. <laughs> I promise. Like I, I got you. Oh, bargaining, <laughs> bargaining. A long tab now. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so I mean, that happened for a long time, uh, for maybe years. Uh, we just, I would just, just be terrified of God uh, and just be sorry for jacking off. But eventually, I think we all have that a little bit, right? People who yeah. Oh, yeah. Muslims and Catholics have that. Oh, yeah. Jews. Yeah, maybe Jews. Yes. Yeah, a little bit? Oh, yes. Uh, Protestants <laughs> a lot? No, Protestants, I feel like you guys are just... Everybody party has guilt and shame. Okay, okay. Yeah. I always thought the Protestants were like the party... party. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I would just have that... Um, that very shitty kind of like guilt for a long time. I, I would uh, jack off like underneath the table because I thought like God didn't have x-ray vision. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's no way. Ah, fool to get. I can't see through <laughs> what, lead. What am I doing? I'm, I'm praising you down here. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so that, the picture, this is your little brother, yeah? Yes. So like, did once you had made this discovery for yourself, did you ever, I don't know how far apart you are in age, but did you ever, ever, have this discussion with him? Did you ever like, okay, let me teach you something like it's okay or... Okay, you- so I, I, I thought it's okay. <laughs> Do it now. Show me. Uh, I, I was... Um, I didn't tell him about it. It was very... See, we, uh, all Muslims like, kind of keep it repressed, right? So we don't talk about sex right. until you do the weed and Thanksgiving. 
uh, a year ago, right? So I, uh, until that last year, we were very much insular. And so, what happened last year? So last year we all smoked weed. Me, me my little brother, my older brother, we all smoked weed and we had talked about everything. That's so we, amazing. It was, it was a whole thing, right? And I taught, I told them, I told them that because we used to sleep in the same room. Me and my brother would sleep in the same room, and I would uh, jack off while he was sleeping, right? <laughs> and so I told, I confessed to him this, right, that I jacked off while you were sleeping, and then he looked at me and he was like, "I was never sleeping." Oh no! And I'm like, "Yeah, I used to hear." <laughs> Every two days, I would just hear that, and I would just be like, what the fuck is he doing? And one day, I turned around, and then I turned back around. <laughs> and so he told, he told me that he knew that I was jacking off all those years. But he, but he, wasn't, he, but he didn't wait till college to do I, it. I, I think he had friends, and, and so he, he was good uh, doing it for a long time. Oh, so, God. Yeah. All right, well, we got one more picture of you to show here, which is just so adorable. Yeah. You're such a fucking pimp. Look at this coat. Yeah. Oh, I my know. God. I'm pretty arrogant for a guy who hasn't discovered Jack. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Usama, uh, thank you so much for sharing so this Seriously. incredible, Thank you. incredible Thank story. You. Thank you. I Great have a story. gift for you. Yeah, I always give my guests a gift, awesome. which is um, like detritus from my, my bedroom and my childhood home. Okay. Uh, so for you, I have... A TI eighty three graphing calculator, uh, and what I would like you racist. to do, what I would like you to do with this is take it somewhere, yeah. smash it with the hammer, yes. because it's important to remember to have fun in life. And please document it and send me the evidence. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you, Usama Siddiqui, everybody. Yes. Right. <laughs> what is it with? What is it with religious guilt where it's like, I know it's bad, but I got to do it. And at, th- at a certain point. Because your body just... knows even deeper than what your brain is telling you about religion. And your body's like, this is important. Got to clean this out now. It's true. You know? It's true. Yeah. It's like God wants us to have prostate cancer. <laughs> what? And we don't, don't masturbate because you got to, you got to, you know, keep, you know, keep your. Keep Wait, your when you don't masturbate, you get prostate cancer. I'm saying it helps you to not have it by doing it more. Right, Josh Krebs? <laughs> Josh Krebs, the expert on jerking off. Listen, if you guys come back January eighth for our last show before we leave, Josh Krebs will have some stories about jerking off. Yep. It's just a teaser. It's just a teaser. Yes. And and I'll be uh, at least to the MBD here. doctor. Yes, yeah. Lenore will be live painting me. I will be nude up top. Yes. Um. So shall we move along here? Let's do it. And All Kent, right. make sure you rewind that. Uh, PowerPoint. Oh yes, we're going to be going back now. Oh, boy. We're going I'm to be sorry. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Spoilers, spoilers. All right. All right. So our next guest um, is such a delight, and she is an amazing writer. She writes for the Huffington Post for some e-cards, which is, you know, the best website that's ever existed. Um, a great stand-up as well. Please welcome Mae Wilkerson. <laughs> Got some poison for you on the radio. Hello. So, um, oh, you can grab the mic if you want to. Okay. You don't have to keep yeah. it in the stand. Yeah. Hi. So, hello. Do you, May, have uh, a memory of a time when you made a confession to somebody when you were younger and how was it received? Uh, okay. Um, I, was, uh, I was a horse girl, so that's not my confession. <laughs> <laughs> it is really embarrassing. Um, Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Massachusetts. Uh, were horses a thing there? Uh, they have horses there. Yeah, they wow. do. They have Who knew? horses in Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. Not like a ton. They're not everywhere, but there's a few. So I was a horse girl, and <laughs> I actually had my first orgasm on horse. 
Yes. <laughs> oh, I love this through line we have going on now. <laughs> oh, little so little Lenore creepy. here in the audience says creepy. that. Was- yes, yes. Oh my God, I'm so happy. That was weird. I didn't mean to say yes so orgasmically. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, um, I wasn't like, re- I wasn't, you know, going through it again, but um, very excited because I was always like kind of creeped out by that, right? Because there's like an animal involved. In right, just, right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Kind of gross. Did you te- and did you tell somebody yes, about because that? Because I didn't know. I was twelve years old. I had no idea that. How old were you? I was 11 and oh, I had no idea what me neither. I was so I was so happy though. I love <laughs> I loved horseback riding at that moment. Going forward, I was like, this is amazing. See, but see, this is actually because I never really understood horse girls because I was a turtle girl. I was never a turtle. horse girl. Yeah, turtle this is my turtle ring. Turtles don't give good orgasms. No, oh, they're turtles very flat, they're, hard they're, to ride. Yeah, yeah, too, they are. too slow to get anything going. But like this makes this makes sense why horses would bring you so much joy. Yes. So yeah. yes, well continue. they did bring me. It brought me a lot of joy. Um, but uh, I I told everyone I was at horseback riding camp and I was just I I, I we were on a tra- we were trail riding and <laughs> it got you know there was some galloping you know it got fast and the wow that was a fun time and I I hadn't liked I had hated horseback riding up until that moment I thought it was really scary and I didn't understand why anyone did it <laughs> and uh, I was just like why would you do that why would you you know like because I'm a very neurotic person I'm very like anxious I've always had tons of anxiety so it was oh like, you preaching the- to the choir girl yeah. yeah I mean I feel that we have some similarities there uh, like I'm feeling the energy but um, I too am just getting by what does it say still alive, still alive. yes yep. that's usually my response when people are like how are you I'm like I'm still alive <laughs> exactly precisely <laughs> I'm a really fun person they never ask me how are you anymore it's weird <laughs> Just walk, keep walking. When they see me, they're just like, hi. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So. so so at that point, I was like, oh, this is why people like horseback riding. <laughs> I get it. Um, so I told everyone. I was like, oh, my God. You I told just, everyone? Yes. I, I told Because I was like, oh, my God, you guys. Because it was all girls. It was an all-female riding right. camp. And women, we girls can tell each other anything, right? I thought. Uh, no, oh. apparently not. Because uh, you, were, you were 12. And so you said, hey, this thing happened where I felt this crazy sensation in my body. I was just like, you guys should should try uh <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, you guys should like, are, are do you, you guys should try this or something? Like, I can't remember what I said, but I was just like, I wanted to, I wanted everyone to get on You're board. You're being sincere. You're, yeah, I was just like, you guys, I just had Spread like, the a, joy. I just had like a really cool experience. Like, it feels really good. And I didn't know it was sexual. I had no idea that that feeling yeah. was sexual, right? Because you don't know that when you're a kid. Isn't it weird how we, oh, me too. We are best friends. Like, we're hanging out forever. Um, I, uh. Yeah, because we have like weird, like weird. Do you have a weird relationship with the, with horses? Wait, 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 wait. Come give her a mic because yeah. this is a podcast. So yeah, I was, yeah. I was um, taking classes. My parents thought I should be more involved in something, uh-huh. and so I was like <laughs> the fat kid on the horse. Like I don't like this, and they were teaching me how to post. And it was like the posting is where you kind of go up and down on the horse. Yeah. <laughs> you hump the horse, and you hump the horse, and you're going up and down, and it's trotting. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. And I felt like I was falling really fast. And I had an orgasm. And then afterwards, I was just elated. And I got off, and I was like, can I do it again? And they were like, do what again? Go around in circles. And I told all my friends at school, I thought I was going to die. I loved it. It was awesome. You have to do it again. And then this girl who's, like, really slutty was like, stupid bitch, you had an orgasm. (laughs) And she, like, 
explained it to me. She's like, you fucked the horse. And I was like, I fucked a horse? <laughs> Have you been holding on to this ever yeah. since? <laughs> you never told anybody. Confessions. Confessions, everybody. Confessions. It's beautiful. So so, did, did anybody else in the crowd have an orgasm Anyone else riding fucked a, a horse? horse? Josh? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, but so then how were you given? Did they shame you about it? Were they like, yeah, my fr- one girl, on? my friend was just like, that's disgusting. We don't talk about that. <gasps> oh. That's because you were from Massachusetts Shut and everybody's very. Yeah, up. everyone's very buttoned up. Exactly. Yeah. So I didn't talk about it ever. I never ta- I never said the word orgasm until today. No. <laughs> <laughs> where, in, uh, where in Massachusetts uh, did you grow up? Uh, it's called Lincoln is the town. Oh, cool. But yeah. by this outside the city or like on the, it's about 15 minutes outside of Boston. Uh, cool. So okay. it's a small town, very like rural town. I used to just ride the horse around my town, you know, just like walk oh, down, really? the, down main street, just like waving. Hello. Like, hello. You know, say hi to the mailman. It oh, was, it was well, let, let's see. Amazing. Let's see if, oh, this first picture of, of young May, which you sort of saw before. No, Phil, you uh, did it in the wrong order. Well, that's you know what? Order. I told you exactly how I did it and you said it was okay. So let's go next. Here we go. There we go. Adorable. Yes. Come on. It's fine. It's fine to have an orgasm when you look like this. Wait, Why are you putting it? that in everybody's heads now? What? Why? <laughs> it's okay. It's a normal thing. It's a normal. It is. We don't people. talk about that. But we don't no, talk about season. it. We're talking about it now. Yeah, man. Um, so this leads very well. Into We're making this, um, history. We, that's right. Um, your, uh, your artifact. This is a good segue into your artifact. So if you would like to share it. Um, a picture. This is. <laughs> oh, is this the guy? It, this it's is a girl. My, this, girl? This is the girl. This is the one. Oh. That, yeah, so for podcast oh. listeners, May has a t-shirt with a, p- picture, a picture screen printed. Of, this was my horse, Margie. This was a different horse. This was actually just, this was my horse that I just uh, had. That was, I know. See, now it's so weird. And I've created a strange atmosphere. In no. The room. No. <laughs> it was ever it's so great. uncomfortable. No, I, I, <laughs> I feel so into No, like, I used to hump stuffed animals. It's totally fine. Yeah. It's totally fine. But it, it never, I never did it again. It was just that one time, that one horse at summer camp. <laughs> that was then, you were that you were blessed. That's a magical yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, it was an amazing time. But this was my horse, Margie. We had a, a platonic relationship. <laughs> <laughs> she was my best friend. I was so obsessed with her that I screen printed a picture of her onto a t-shirt, which I wore every single day of seventh grade. Oh man, how long? Yeah. How long were you guys uh, like partners? Uh, me and Margie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, up until my senior year of high school. Um, and then I met a boy named Raphael. And I was like, oh. Like a, a, a human boy? A human man. Yeah. And, and then I was like, bye, Margie. Is Margie, is Margie... Is Margie still around? I don't think so. I every time I go back to Lincoln, I sort of drive around like looking to see if I see her. See wisps of the tail. Yeah, waving. but I kind of don't really want to know because she would be really old now. So, yeah, yeah this was like 20, oh, 20 years ago. That's amazing. I'm so glad you still have it. Seriously. Yeah. I know it's it's uh, very special to me. I was really really obsessed with horses. Like I when I was in class, where I don't know if you were like <laughs> I know I know it's weird. No, now I had, after I had you know, friends you know who were who were who they had pictures of horses all over their walls and yeah. Uh, what so what was it oh, about yeah. them yeah, that pictures made you? On walls. Yeah, that's it. Uh, <laughs> I was like, when I was in, when I was in class, I would underneath the desk, I would pretend that I was riding a horse. I would oh. just be like. I'd be like <laughs> didn't have a boyfriend uh, for a long time. Um, how? But, when did yeah. the obsession begin? Like, how young exactly? Was like, it that camp? 
that- um it i mean <laughs> yeah it was like maybe around because i i was my mom wanted me to take horseback riding lessons because you know i don't <laughs> um yeah, because people have activities white people do. in the suburbs yeah, <laughs> they're like yeah. well you gotta go do something uh that's not math preferably um <laughs> And uh, so she forced me to take horseback riding lessons and I thought that it was so scary. And I was like, why would anyone in their right minds get on a horse? I'm so glad that you did. Because like the, because, (laughs) no, but seriously, like, I mean, joking aside, like the freedom that that introduced to you and the release for lack of a better term. Yeah. You know, it's huge. What if you hadn't done that? You, well, it's weird because I, I like it was good. It was a great. It was great that I had that experience, but uh, for the moment. But it, it the way that that girl shamed me, it really did give me all these weird sexual hangups. Like I didn't think that you were allowed to talk about sex or sexuality with other people. Like I was always afraid that people would be like, ugh. And then yeah. did you continue to how like when I'm was still, it that you started? To- I'm still kind of. I mean, I'm a stand-up comedian. I talk about sex on stage all the time, but I'm always kind of like. Yeah. Well, on stage is a safe space because they can't they can't talk back. Well, they shouldn't talk back. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> they do sometimes. They, Not sometimes this audience. You guys do. are wonderful, but yes, <laughs> sometimes they'll just you know grunt or something gross well, like that. <laughs> whatever. I think I share it. Share it Seriously. all the time. Yeah. 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 Amazing. No shame. No shame. No shame. No shame. So let's okay. Now we can see this other picture that we've almost seen a million times because I would like for you to read this beautiful um, segment from your senior yearbook. I imagine. So embarrassing. Yeah. Yes. Um, would you like to read it for sure. us? Sure. Uh, oh, God. Um, uh, falling out of my chair would be still less embarrassing than what I'm about to read. <laughs> um, uh, strangers, are there... Uh, uh, surprise, I was a big Ani DeFranco fan. Um, strangers are exciting. Their mystery never ends, but there's nothing like looking at your own history in the faces of your friends. Ani DeFranco. Yes. Thanks to my family and friends for always being there. Chiquitas, I'm going to miss you to no end. It's been hella fun. <laughs> Uh, why? I don't know. It was the time um, of hell. Much love. Yeah, it was chill. You know, I was yeah. real <laughs> chill. I just want you guys to know, you know, uh, just a chill girl. Uh, much love. Peace. Big fan of peace uh, in eighth grade. Really had a lot of peace sign. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Big fan of that. Um, I'm on my way. Woo. Deep. Yeah. And it- <laughs> is I'm on my way quoted from something. Uh, yeah, it was a the Rusted Root song. Do you yeah, that's what that I song? thought. Like, I would like to. Do, yeah, you da, were da, a hippie. Da. Were you a pot smoker in high school? Uh, I was a pot smoker in high school. Yes, <laughs> we would have been just friends. in high school. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's awesome. It's yeah, a, you know, it's it's not as bad as you think. And honestly, this picture is adorable. It looks Thank like you. a young Joni Mitchell. I'm I, so digging it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I did. I had the hemp necklace. That was a. Good oh yeah, one. yeah I remember those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was a hippie. Well, well, May, uh, I'm going to give you something to add to your uh, collection of hemp necklaces. It's oh. not a hemp necklace. I don't have any horse items, but I do have for you this terrifying um, <laughs> pin of a tiger head. Um, I'm pretty sure this is real for my grandmother brought it back from Africa. It's a real tiger's um, head. <laughs> I kept it in my fancy jewelry box. Um, so please do with it what you will. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, May Wilkerson. Thank you. Thank you so much for thank being you, in the like, <laughs> I'm afraid like Peta is going to throw paint on <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Well, you here, can burn it if you want. Just here. I got it. Oh no! Never lose it. Never lose it. Got Thank your you horse so much. Shirt, your 
All Tiger head. May Wilkerson, everybody. May Wilkerson. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like I remember in high school when we would talk about sex, there was still the like Manchurian candidate like uh, thing where somebody would start. To, you would you would have the conversation, but at some point, if somebody were to say or talk about sex uh, unguarded when you weren't in the zone, or at least for me, my response would always be like, "Ew!" But it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't that I thought it was weird. It was just the programming. Because right. I was ready. It was the program. Yeah. I was ready to talk about it, but I had, I, I just unguarded, like, it, it, that came into, came into play. Um, yeah. No one was allowed to talk about all it. programming. Really. I didn't yeah. know what masturbation was when I read about it in Seventeen Magazine. It was just like a weird word for like, it's like a weird clunky word for something that feels like soft and nice and good, yeah. you know? I don't know. I had a weird, yeah. Uh, my, my Catwoman toy was kind of a strange experience. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What did you say? Fuck. Uh, did, can you repeat that, please? Well, you... you he humped, said my Catwoman toy. You humped stuffed animals, okay? Yes. I had a Catwoman action figure that had a strange bow-legged appearance that uh, allowed a certain amount of grip. But this was... Bef- I was like... I was like 10 or 12, and it was before... I really had a crush on Michelle Pfeiffer. And, and it was... I didn't know how to stroke per se and it and it would be it would be like another three years before no, it was I an early it out. cock ring yeah it was an early cock ring she also had a really cool whipping action <laughs> or if you like she gets thank you yeah but yeah. also I, I like it, it it felt good but i was like this is weird and then i threw her back in my toy basket and continued watching power rangers so <laughs> um riding the line there you go confessions everybody love it all right well Next up, for some musical confessions, perhaps, uh, we have our regulars whom we love, Rebecca Vigil and Ethan Exacto. Please come up here. Uh, I'm going to hi. Hi. Give her for Lisa and Phil and May. And the other gentleman, what is the other gentleman's name? Osama. He's an attractive man. His his penis. Um, uh, do you have a confession, Ethan? Um, I used to write poems to a, a young lady named Amber when I was in. Uh, I want to say seventh or eighth grade. Always hated an Amber. It was yeah, terrible. Yeah. It was horrific, and it was over aim. Oh no! So they're logs for eternity. That's me. On the internet. Um, yeah. That person was not masturbating <laughs> at all. That person was wondering where her penis was. Uh, <laughs> honestly, for those of you listening, if you're regulars, you know that there's a picture of me. It looks like a little seven-year-old man um, uh, saying, hi, uh, and that's what I was doing. No, I always thought it was a man. I was raised by a man, mainly. Um, I do... Uh, you want to hit it just real quick? Ethan Exacto, everybody. We'll just get into it. I was thinking, I wonder if I've told this story already on the podcast of the first time I masturbated. I do know that I heard the word clit. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Why am I reading porn? I know dick. I know balls. I know cum. I know this and that and then some. But I don't know. I don't know clit. 
You know? What the fuck is that shit? I don't know what the color clit is. Um, and then I, you know, knew I had holes and goals and all these things. And then, you know, I, I did the thing and whatever it is. And I knew that that is where the coming is. And then I... I had Cinemax on my... Because we were broke. I don't know how many of you have been super poor. But, yeah, yeah. But, like, really, white people. Like, actually poor. Yeah? Where you have nothing but cable. You know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't have a dining room table, but we had cable. And I'm not trying to rhyme. I mean that shit. Like, we would take drawers out of our dresser drawer and turn them over and eat our food on top of it. And then we had South Park, you know? Uh, but then I had Cinemax, because my parents were like, if she has cable in her room, we're good parents. And um, uh, I masturbated to the Skinemax, right? The softcore, still my favorite. I'm a woman. It's because it's soft. No... No one chokes on a cock in the... That's good. I do in real life. When I'm born, I want it soft. Um, and I, I, I watched that, and I was masturbating. I swear to God, I swear to God, the first time I was masturbating, the first time I was climaxing, my mom walked in. I swear to God! I was fucking American pieing all over that. <laughs> all over that. And I was raised atheist. Uh, and so it has nothing to do with religion. It's age. It's, I think I'm supposed to be a kid and now I'm being an adult and now I'm changing and I can't let the adults know. You know what I mean? Uh, so I swear. Although I didn't have, you know, death and smite and all that stuff. I just thought I was going to be embarrassed later. Uh, but anyway, that's my confession. It was long, and I appreciate you. I tried to make it into a song, but I appreciate you. Uh, what's your name? Have you been here before, Adam? Yeah? Have you seen us before? That's me and his water bottle, his empty water bottle. Do you, do you, do you drink? No. Alcohol, but I, I, I really love that you come back at me with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, alcohol on occasion, not tonight. Yeah, is there a reason tonight? Makes you sick. Then why do you do it on occasion? If you're around, you're not around friends tonight. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not trying to trap you. I'm trying to be with you here. Yeah. Yeah. You get headaches. Yeah. But if you do drink, what is your drink of choice? Margarita. That's why, that's why you get a headache. You're doing salt, sugar, and alcohol at the same time. Yeah. What do you do for a living? Oh, on set. It's your Hollywood. Your full-blown Hollywood. Like... Uh, do you hear that? Lissa? You're in TV. Well, hello. Hey. 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 Well, Becca get a grip. It looks like Ethan and I get a grip. 
your shit <laughs> definitely boobs <laughs> then now what is it <laughs> now i didn't have shit back then if you can tell no, no, no nothing to grip but hey what about you lady hi what's the first time you masturbated Jesus, these motherfuckers are early. I was like 13, 14 years old. Yeah, I was late. So nine or ten. Yeah, what, what did you masturbate to? You also had cable in your room. Did you have a dining room table? Let me ask. You did. You fucking privilege. White privilege. Privilege. White. No, I'm just kidding. I just go on a tirade. Looking all blonde and redheaded myself. Okay, go ahead. So you had cable in your room, Skinamax. Yeah. Softcore. Something gentle. That's what I'm saying. Now, let me ask you now. Do you still like shit this channel? You do. It hits hit it with some softcore, Ethan. Hey. Softcore. Yeah, right? I don't look like I'm in pain. Don't look like I'm in pain. Don't look like I'm in pain. Look like I'm in ecstasy. Cause you wanna be with me. And you're not choking me. I'm not in pain. I can't complain. There is an invisible pain over my nipples. Yeah, hey, hey, you can't see. But they're kind of blurring out my boobies. Hey, hey, hey. Soft core. Hey, hey, hey. 
dirty. Pull my hair and stop my face and stop my no, 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 no. I, I found it. I found it in all of you. You sick, you sick, sick fucks. Give me a solo, Ethan. you to come out to LA and do this for us out there because it's not going to be the same without you. It's just not going to be the fucking same. Oh my God. That was awesome. That was really great. Yeah, I feel like I just really came. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know what we're going to do because in the January 8th show I thought was going to be mostly a show about jerking off, but uh, well, the you show know already happened now. Chances, everybody does it every day. I mean, I feel like by that everybody point... Everybody does not does it every day. <laughs> Can you say that again? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, well, I feel by that point we'll have forgotten the guilt. We'll have showered. We'll, we'll have a bunch of new guests. There are always more jerking off stories. There's always another. You a- know what? What I'm nervous about though is that. Um, uh, so I went on this podcast recently that hasn't been posted yet, but it will um, for uh, Rob Bell, who is an amazing, uh, he's a spiritual speaker. He used to be, he, he's a former mega church pastor. Amazing dude. He talks to all kinds of people now, regardless of, but you know, his, his thousands of listeners are going to listen to this podcast and be like, well, maybe this is not for me. Yeah. Uh, but also, maybe thousands of his listeners listen to him for a certain reason. You're right. And that reason is that they're fed up with the clinical and institutional guilt bestowed upon them by their churches. Zing. And so... Hey, so if you're a, if you're a, if you if you came to this podcast via Rob Bell, we welcome you. Don't be scared. Yes. Okay. That's it. Um, We're friendly. Well... We'll do it away from you. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> 
um, so guys, um, we have one more guest tonight who is incredible. I met her very recently. She's awesome. Um, and I just want to remind you all to eat, take and eat the gushers and fruit roll-ups on the table to buy drinks and snacks at QED to support this amazing venue because it's been so, so, so good to us. Seriously. Um, and uh, so, yeah, uh, without further ado, um, this comic is... Uh, well, the first time I saw her, she was doing a baller Janine Garofalo impression, but um, <laughs> that's only one aspect. She has an album called Stay Eating Cookies, which is the best name for an album ever. Uh, give it up for Shalewa Sharp! Yeah! Thank you. Hello. Hello. Oh, yeah, sure. Hello. Um, hi, everybody. Uh, okay. So... All right. So, welcome to the welcome to the confessional. Hey, hey, everyone. All right. Wait, I'm, I've learned a lot. <laughs> I have learned a lot. Um, do, okay. Do you have any recollection of a time when you made a confession to somebody? Uh, friend, family, authority figure? Nah, I keep that shit locked down. <laughs> Get off my stage. Nobody needs to know nothing. Here's my confession. Uh, I agreed to do this show, right? And you're like, um, <laughs> so, you know, you just bring an artifact from your youth. And, uh, and then I got the email and they're just like, send uh, pictures of like wacky stuff you did when you were a kid. Like, um, I don't know, with your organized pogs in the 90s or some shit. And I was like, no, oh no, y'all are all so young. <laughs> like, my shit, I mean, I don't have photographs of me as a kid because, I mean, you know, who had time to... S- you didn't feel like sitting for the portrait or whatever. Like, you had I don't, photographs? You sent us photographs? I sent some stuff, but like, here's the thing. Also, um, my life is in major upheaval. So I moved to New York from Atlanta like three and a half years ago. And when I agreed to do that, I just let all my stuff go, which means that I put it in boxes and put it in my parents' attic, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, um, that's freedom. Uh, but in the past year and a half, both of my parents have died. So all of my artifacts are chilling in the attic and I can't call them to say, Hey, can you send me that thing with the, so I'm like, Oh, I don't have anything on me. That's older than three and a half years. Cause I came here with a duffel bag that I bought and I'm like, Oh, I don't have any artifacts. I'm a new person. I don't know who I am anymore. Uh, and then I was like, well, let's take that to the comedy show. Why don't we do that? Why don't we take that fun? Um, you wouldn't, I mean, you're not the first person to show up here without something from that time. But I do have something that um, it was a large part of my life and probably still is. I uh, have elements of it marked on my body. Um, and that is, uh, I'll just go ahead and show it now because I have a feeling yeah. after this I'm going to have to talk about how early I masturbated. You don't, you don't. No, no, no you, you can don't. do whatever you want. All right, okay, good. Because I was like six. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't understand this 11 thing. By 11, I was like, oh, I have a schedule. Why are y'all just starting? Anywho, um, uh, so what I have, okay, so it was the heady 90s. I don't know what you guys were doing, probably homework. But I was loose in the streets, 
loose in the streets of Atlanta. Of Atlanta, mm-hmm. I had the the finest Doc Martens you could. Yes, yes. You know what I mean. Yes. I was following the teachings of uh, Bikini Kill and the Breeders. Yes. Um. Uh. And I was the only black girl doing it, so it was real <laughs> weird and lonely. Um. <laughs> it was real weird and lonely because I mean, like everyone was taking a stand, and I was like, I feel like y'all can dig deeper. No, you probably don't need to. Y'all are okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't think we're rioting about the same things, girls. Um, uh, but what that also, but I was also like a young lady in my uh, 20s, so I'm trying to, the 90s all about straddling that line of being an angry woman in like hair barrettes. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Like the, it was like that, that so, phase of like little like baby clips. The, the baby, little, yeah, yeah, little hair barrettes and also, uh, you know, a shiny red lip and um, and, a, and a ripped uh, full slip that you're walking around in yeah, yeah. Or, or an oversized uh, T-shirt, uh, carpenter <laughs> jeans, whatever it was that you were choosing to do. Uh, and you had to pick your, your cartoon character and you had to, li- that was... That was your that was your avatar. That's who that's who you got down with. So I chose. Um, how many of y'all are are down with the Sanrio world? Oh yes, I had I a know. massive so, you collection. Know, your Hello Kitties. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had to say yeah because I mean like you know some people they know Hello Kitty, but how many of y'all really go deep <laughs> in the Sanrio? You know what I'm talking? Yes, your Chaco yes. cat. You yes, know what I mean? Chaco was my guy. Oh uh, yeah yeah yeah. And Heckle the duck. Oh yeah. So. I was a Karopi girl. Yes. Nice. So I opened up a checking account in like 92 and the next year got a checkbook because I was a checkbook holder because I was a woman. That's right. I needed a checkbook holder to keep track of my nickels. And I bought a Karopi checkbook holder. This thing is... What, 93, 2003, 2000, like 23 years old. Amazing. And I still, you, I got, I got checks in it today. (laughs) All all the rent that I've paid so far, it's all right here. Oh, it's all right here. And it bounces like crazy. No, um, (laughs) yeah. So I, um, I have a, this Karopi thing. I became the Karopi girl. People bought me Karopi stuff. Which means I was just in green all the time. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. And then if I what if I wanted to change to another animal, I couldn't. I couldn't. I was trapped. You have to be careful. No, I understand. You know what I mean. I understand. I had I had a jump rope. I had buckets. I had wallets. I had little purses. I had a little lunchbox. I couldn't get away from it. It was real hard. Your spirit animal chose you. Yeah, but then they introduced another one. Um. Bats, Bats Maru. Maru, yes. Oh, yeah. So Bats Maru was like a surly, um, what was he, like a penguin or something? I think it was an angry bird of some yeah, sort. Yeah, he was real yeah. angry. He had like a cute little white seal that was with him, but he was always just like surly. And he would get into things like motorcycles. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, as adorable as you want to be, but he just looked like he really didn't want to be bothered. And I was like, how do I make, how do I make the switch? <laughs> how do I tell people that I'm actually a Bats Maru and I'm no longer a Karopi? Like, I got to do a press conference. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, there was a mo- there really was a moment where my mother was just like, 
hey, are you not getting Kuropi stuff anymore? And I was like, no, no, I'm Bats Maroon now. And she was like, okay, you are a grown-up, right? Yes, ma'am, I am. I am still a grown-up. So here's what uh, I will show you. Pull pull, pull on that, pull on that. Oh, shit. So I got Batmaru tattooed on yes. my arm. And you can barely tell because the guy who did it insisted on putting white ink and he didn't want to believe me when I said white ink doesn't show up on black people. And he was like, no, no, it does. And I was like, did you just get out of tattoo school? It's not going to work. It faded like before my card went through. I was like, yeah, come on, dude. But uh, this is Batmaru playing records because this was also in the middle of the DJ era. I was making a lot of transitions. I was. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that was, I mean, I... That is a real fucking artifact. That really is. Yeah. Because I don't even know if these characters are around anymore. I don't know if the kids care. I feel like they are probably doing uh, drugs now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but as uh, you said, in the 90s, people were, like, into this, but also doing drugs. Yeah, they really were. They really were. There's nothing like watching a dude pull his heroin works out of, like, a Hello Kitty bag, which I have seen. (laughs) I have seen happen, and I was just like I don't understand what's going on because that's a limited edition bag (laughs) where did you get that bag though are you serious right now oh lord Uh, let's see let's let's start seeing these pictures because you said there's quite a few delightful ones here you're you're looking very um tidy and like you're not wearing ripped shit and barrettes yeah no because this was me in high school so I was in high school in the 80s you're so, so this, lucky. Did you know? I was obsessed with the 80s. All really? I wanted was to have been in high school it in the 80s. It wasn't all that great. It wasn't. It's because that- all the all the bathing suits were cut high. It was, you know, <laughs> like everything. Like, it was fine, but like, I had, I had more luck in the 90s because um, there was a little more wiggle room with looks. In the 80s, it was just, I mean, you know, I was big on color coordination, so I still could put together some outfits but like my hair do you know how many hours i i spent like at my locker spraying like hairspray into my hair and then flipping it up and not getting the effect that i wanted oh I, yeah you know I, what i mean i, I didn't look feel. like a mandrell sister and that's what i wanted because that's what was hot in the streets and i couldn't do it so instead i just i just spiked my hair up uh and this is um uh, if you know me and you don't, um, I'm not, I am, uh, I'm a chill person and this was my attempt at like school, uh, spirit. Uh, I was on drill team cause that's where the chubby girls go. We all know this, Wait, right? No, no. What's drill team? Oh, drill team is the dance squad of the oh, high school. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I, we didn't have one of those. I wish. Oh yeah. Well, I went to a, a white school, so it didn't matter. Um, <laughs> so like, so there were the cheerleaders, they could jump and flip and all that stuff. And then there were the girls who were like, well, I mean, I can't jump and flip, but I can count to four and do a, a dance yeah. and I could probably twirl a flag. And so that's where I fell in. Uh, I was also the only black person on drill team for a couple of years. And then my senior year, they changed the uniform. It was more of like an ice skating uh, costume. Oh, it no. was cut real high. Oh, the skirt no, was no. real high. And I was like, yo, you just doubled my lotion like budget. <laughs> I can't. I got a lotion all the way up now. I can't be ashy all the way. And then they had, uh, by then we had like two other black girls on there and they were like, yo, that's a lot of ass y'all showing. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, there was, it was a little bit of a controversy. But anywho, uh, yeah, so that's me. Also big glasses. That's a theme. You'll see that 
You'll see that throughout. throughout you're like, yeah, let's yeah, see the yeah. next one. Let's see the next one. Oh, that's yeah. me in high school. So I love this is. Yeah. But like, uh, did you like reality bites? I lived reality bites. Are yes. you serious? <laughs> I can see you it. Know. Oh, wow. If you are on Spotify. I had that shirt. Look up. <laughs> this the shirt is a big reason why I started comedy. Because Ellen DeGeneres did a special in like the mid 80s. And she wore a Fido Dido shirt. And uh, I was like, oh, I like her. She's funny. I could do that. And we have like the same shirt. Um, that's it. That's comedy. So like that's, I'm halfway there. And I wore that shirt constantly. Black and white uh, striped skirts stuck with me. Yeah. Uh, never stopped. Never. I really, I really just, I, I actually probably wore a version of that. Well, actually, I'm wearing a version of that right now. Right now. Yep. Right now. Wearing a version of that right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I love the consistency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you find your thing and you just stick with it. (laughs) Yeah, so God forbid someday you're like, you know what? I think I'm going to become an orange-wearing person. Yeah, yeah. And then you're going to have to do a press conference about that. That is why the switch from Karopi to Basmaru was so big. Yeah. It was like, but you're still wearing black and white. And I was like, yeah, but Bat, this is like black now so it's easier it was hard to get all that green into my life and it was a (laughs) it was a real serious conversation it was a real serious conversation next picture kent please um oh oh, that's my wallet this is is the wallet here yeah i I think that might i don't know if there is another one there is yeah there is oh yeah yeah so that's just me in the mega bus bathroom Wait, that's a Megabus bathroom? No, I'm just kidding. That is me as a child. <laughs> oh, like, that is a spacious Megabus bathroom. No, no. That that is me as a child on dis- it's on display in the living room of uh of the family compound right now. My mother thought it was cute and she put put it on like she took a couple of family photos and she put them on like this wood thing, painted it gold, hung it in the living room, and um no one pays attention to any of the other family photos, but they all seem to zero in of the picture of me asleep on the training potty. <laughs> it yeah, it's adorable. They always like to get you when you uh, can't defend yourself. Yeah. It's terrible. It's terrible. Also, uh at six, um the thing that triggered me was uh Rod Stewart's if you think I'm sexy. I didn't know what oh sexy God. meant. His that hair, is a deep, his hair was that's so that's I've floppy. never said I don't think I've ever said that out loud, but <laughs> that is what I masturbated to. Confession. That song. Confession. And I didn't I didn't make the connection to sex. I would just hump my hand until I felt like I had to pee, but then I didn't have to pee. Yep. And that's pretty much it. So I, that's yeah. that's how that works. It's it's so hack. I watched MTV's I wish it the grind. Been, I wish it oh boy. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's going to change a lot. Of, yeah, it really did. Oh, it re- boy. <laughs> Eric Knees? Anywho. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that is uh, that is unfortunately what it what your choices are when you're learning about your body in the late 70s. It's going to be the, like <laughs> shitty disco. Uh, it's going to be the shitty disco. Yeah, but I remember that, that music video and he was wearing black leather, like really tight black leather. I don't all the think way I'd down. ever seen him before. I, also, I was a little, <laughs> I was, you know, and my house was super pro black and I was, 
uh, I didn't know. I saw when I finally saw him, I was like, oh, it's a white guy. And I didn't realize that that was going to be an issue for the rest of my life. Because <laughs> uh, from then on, it's just a hop, skip and a jump to Rick Springfield. And then I just hopped over to Dave, uh, David Lee Roth. And then I ended up, uh, yeah. I did a, a, a good bid in um, uh, Duran Duran land. Yeah, and I by see then, a pattern developing Yeah, my here. mother was very concerned. <laughs> uh, um, she was like, I gave you this African name. I need you to live up to it. And I was like, yeah, but you didn't tell me that they could be cute, though. <laughs> so <laughs> well well I have something for you I was so glad to see your artifact because honestly I have a huge like stockpile of Sanrio things of my all the first times. my first diary which uh is uh at the family compound it was a my melody mm-hmm. diary uh which was another old school mm-hmm. Sanrio thing and it's just a little thing I got it when I was like nine and I wrote in it so much that uh I then just had to just stick p- extra paper in there and I still have all that shit uh there was a lot of uh opinions about who's cuter Ricky Schroeder or Jason Bateman <laughs> a lot of you know uh working through my feelings with John Schneider from uh Dukes of Hazard. I really the writing was on the wall then. Um, but anywho, yeah. So so uh, so I mean, someday, someday when you go through your things, mm-hmm. I would love to see that thing. Oh my goodness! But until then, I have for you a Karopi. <laughs> Listen, it's a ring, but it's a fucking rubber oh! stamp. It doesn't come with ink, so you're gonna have to buy an ink pad. But oh, it is fine. like in oh, good condition. Thank it you. is ready and like goes on the finger immediately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, <laughs> Chalewa Sharp. Everybody, thank you so much for being on the bitch seat. Yes. Yes, oh, I knew it would pay off to save all That's that great. shit. Yes. Introducing green back into her life. I know. Just this little splash of color. A little splash. A little splash. Um, so, awesome. Before we go, yes. I have a couple of gifts that I want to give out to some very important people in my life. Well, thank you. Um, sorry. It's not you. Oh. Um, so, as... Um, a few months ago, um, our producer, Kent, who is right over here, who's in charge of all of our podcasting needs and, and tech needs... Um, had, oh, don't clap. He dresses so nice it makes me feel like I'm wearing pajamas right now, okay? so That was your choice. You could have worn a three-piece suit, I'm just saying. Um, he, I know that was a choice. Oh, he got us these journals made that say the bitch seat, cherish what got you here, and they are gorgeous. And so I want to give a couple of journals to people who have been very, very supportive of this show, even though they never needed to be and they weren't getting anything from it. So the first one is for Len- our friend Lenore. <laughs> a lot from this show so that's bullshit well, and thank you I love you anyway I got another one for if he's still here is he still here our friend Jason Speckland who's in the back come on up please he's been lighting us all night with super efficiency yes and I know they're really, really nice. So I expect you guys to write really sincere, intense poetry and then and then Instagram that shit. And then uh, I have two more for the gentleman who I will not make stand up here because I know they're very shy. I'm going to go into the audience. But our friends Colin and Sanjay who come to every fucking show. Every show. I don't know how you guys found us, but thank you. Thank you so much. 
So, um, so there are more of these to be had. Um, we're going to probably uh, sell some of them uh, so we can fundraise, so we can keep the show happening here and in L.A. and as a podcast and who knows wherever else it may go. But um, our next show is January 8th at 830 right here. Um, Lenore is going to be live painting my nude uh, body. Um, and then afterward, there's going to be a collage and drink party to celebrate uh, the end. Uh, yes, I have all of these, uh, the stacks of stacks of magazine clippings from high school and middle school that I will let people collage with. Um, and so, uh, yeah, until then, yeah. support this venue. Um, have a great holiday season. Follow us on Twitter. Follow, Fo- you know, look us up on Google Play and iTunes. Yep. Please tell all your friends about the podcast. Thank you guys so much for coming out on a Sunday. Yes. And uh, yeah, Sheriff, what got you here? Good night, guys. Thank you. Hello, I'm Ben. As always, I'm Paul. And we're from Jews Reviews. We have a podcast where we like to talk and review movies, maybe bring on a wacky character from that movie, and always play some games. We like some games. I actually brought a clip, Paul. Wait, you brought a clip? I brought a clip. Can I listen? Yeah. I look mad young, right? Yeah, yeah. you look young in the movie. And, uh, I hooked up with a bunch of the young chicks at the movie. Oh, you know what? You know what? It's not illegal if you're a police officer. And, and, I believe that, And this yeah. is something I wanted to bring up since you're here. Sure. Tell us about all the hookups on set. Oh, my God. Who's on, hooking up with who? Yeah. So, all right. So, like, there's, like, these, like, Asian girls in the movie. Right. They play, I, the twins, right? I triple kissed them. Okay, oh, a little triple kiss. Triple is that why you didn't get confused if it was Rachel or Rebecca? Yeah, 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 exactly. I was like, oh, whatever, and I triple kissed them. Was and was that offset or on camera, or and they got cut out, maybe? Or oh, uh, I didn't do it on camera for sure. Okay. I would never, because I, you know, what I mean, that's I could get in a lot of trouble for that. They, I don't, I don't know how old they are. I could never tell with them. But uh, who else? Let me see. Cecily, the girl. Yeah, I chalked. I, I chalked her. You chalked her. What? <laughs> I chalked what is, her. What is chalking? That's when you kind of forcibly kiss someone. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production. Hey!